up, everybody? It's your favorite coach, Coach Vaughn, and you are tuned in to the Friend in Your Head podcast, formerly known as the Coach Vaughn podcast. Now, yes, it has a new name, but it's still the same hard-hitting, heart-to-heart show with honest discussions about all aspects of life, okay? Love, relationships, all of that. You know how I do. One-on-one, from my mouth to your ears, I'm going to be dishing out practical advice for everyday life so we could get through this crazy journey on this earth together. So are you ready? Are you ready to learn and grow and feel good and laugh and giggle and all of that? All right, well, let's go. One-on-one, baby, let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Friend in Your Head podcast, where I dish out practical advice for everyday life. I'm your favorite host and favorite comedian, and most importantly, favorite bestie, friend in your head, Von DiCarlo, aka Coach Vaughn, and Coach Vaughn is on. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Von DiCarlo, hashtag Coach Vaughn, or hashtag Friend in Your Head if you want to hit me up on social media and ask me anything about the show or anything you want to talk about. If you do slide into my DMs for the Ask Coach Vaughn segment, I may not get to it. So uh, it would behoove you to leave a message, call to action, go to CoachVaughn.com. Of course, that's where you can find links to all my social media and everything that is me, including my stand-up comedy. But CoachVaughn.com is also where you go to to get to my podcast or friendinyourhead.com click on the uh, button that says message and leave a message for the ask coach Vaughn segment I love hearing from you guys not a a lot of you guys are kind of shy I'm noticing I'm seeing that you want to hit me up on social media or send me an email uh, that is technically for my bookings, <laughs> bookings email. You guys are asking me questions there. You're sliding into my DMs. I get it. I'll find you. But um, the quickest way is to leave a voice message directly on the Friend in Your Head podcast on the Anchor app. Uh, but it is what it is. Do what you do. I will find you if you find me. I appreciate your support. Shout out to all of my monthly supporters that are contributing monetarily to the podcast your support is greatly appreciated and um I do want to say I, I'm still on Twitter uh not Twitter tw- I'm still on Twitter but I'm still on TikTok they were saying that TikTok is done President Trump shut it down la di da di da it does still exist and I think it's going through all kind of lawsuits and all kinds of stuff to try and keep the app going but I think where it's at now is that new people can't download it but the people that were already on it they still retain their their page and their their followers and whatnot but there's no new updates and new people can't join I think that's what it is so if you're not already on TikTok that's fine you still got me on Instagram and Twitter I'm not a big Facebooker so you're not really going to find me there. So if you really want your messages to go into a graveyard, send them on Facebook Messenger. I'll never, ever get to it. <laughs> I'm not one of those Facebook people. I never did like Facebook. I think Facebook is just way more complicated than what it should be, right? I, I can't stand Facebook. And it's like almost impossible to delete your account. I remember I tried to de- delete my account on Facebook a long time ago, and it just stayed. I'm like, damn, 
you can't break up with Facebook at all. It's like, okay, this relationship is over. I gave it a shot. I really liked you for for some things, but there's just some deal breakers in this relationship that's not working for me. So we're going to have to break up. All right. Nice, nice meeting you. Nice noting, uh, knowing you. And then Facebook goes, and I am telling you, I'm not going. <laughs> it's like, dude, beat it. How do you get rid of someone in a relationship that you don't no longer want to be with, but they just won't go away? I mean, short of having to call the police or 911 and putting out a, a, a restraining order on someone that's like really stalkerish, you would think just giving a person some closure would be fair. At least that's how I operate. Whenever I'm done in a relationship, I am so clear on the where, what, why, hows, and whys. You know what I'm saying? I don't leave people guessing. I don't leave people wondering. I never ghost people. Oh my God, I cannot stand this new shit that they call ghosting and like people are making it out to be okay. It's not okay. Ghosting is like one of the worst things you could do to a person. It's weird as hell. Like, why would you even do that? Like, no closure. You know what I think that is? I think it's an escape. I think it's for people that are afraid to just be honest and be truthful. Uh, that that whole silence is your answer thing is whack. Like, don't do that. Just say what it is. Hey, I like how I tried to break up with Facebook, but Facebook wouldn't leave. I still haven't, you know, called 911 or put a restraining order on Facebook yet. It still exists, but I'm just rarely, rarely on my Facebook page. So, but in real life, not the, you know, joke of Facebook, but in real life, when it comes to relationships and you, you want to be done with something, even if it's only one date. Like if you, I know a lot of people meet on these dating apps and then, they meet in person and for whatever reason they didn't get along maybe the person didn't look like how they looked on their profile picture although there is facetime and whatsapp and and stuff like that now so you are if you're still getting catfished in 2020 when there's actual video tell me if i'm wrong but your picture can be like fabricated and filtered up and all of that stuff but once you get on facetime and WhatsApp or whatever device you have, whatever y'all Android people use. I don't know what y'all use for FaceTime. Y'all Androidian aliens are weird to me. I have had an iPhone forever. I had an Android once and it drove me bonkers. And then I went right back to iPhone. And, you know, iPhone gets on my nerves too because I feel like they, they just keep beating us out of our coins for every little thing. But let me not get on my soapbox about that because I'll go off on a tangent and I'll forget what I was just talking about. And I think what I'm talking about is really important because closure is absolutely important. And you do owe the other person a certain amount of respect just as a human being. I don't care if you guys just met on a dating app, you went out once, and for whatever reason, you fell for the, let's say it was just a physical thing, getting back to the FaceTime or WhatsApp or however your video zooming with someone or whatever means of a video you got to see what that person looks like right I don't know this is this will be a good place for you know people to call and chime in and I'll talk about it on the next podcast for a little bit but I really want to know like how are people still being catfished in 2020 
I get it. If you're just looking at the profile picture and there's filters and, and hell, you don't even have to use your own picture. People pull pictures from the internet and cat, catfish all day. I get it. But with the technology of video calls and Zoom and all of that, how are we still being catfished? So I don't think that the physical thing is much of an excuse. You go out with some someone. I mean, maybe it, let's say if it's something as shallow as height uh, and you get there, they, I don't know, in the video, you can't tell if someone is 5'10 or 6'10, right? That's kind of hard to tell, I guess. I, I, I think I would be able to tell, but I don't know. And I probably sound like a person that has never been on a dating app or, or dated someone via the internet before. And you're right, I haven't. So this is coming from a, a particular perspective of inexperience as far as dating apps go. But in terms of closure, I have plenty of experience with that. And I just think it's wrong, no matter how long you've known the person to not give that person some type of explanation, even if it's uh, very, very surface. Like if you don't want to say, hey, uh, Betty Sue or or Tyler, uh, whatnot, uh, you know, I thought you were cute. And your pictures and even FaceTime, but uh, now that I'm meeting you, you ugh, yuck, I have no ugh, physical attraction to you at all. Like, you don't necessarily want to say that and crush someone's spirit, but you also don't want to crush their spirit by completely ghosting them without explanation when they think that they really have some type of connection with you. You could simply say, hey, you know, after meeting, I, I don't think we had the right chemistry or I had a good time with you. You're a great person. You're really cool or whatever. Uh, I don't think that we should still connect. And if this person keeps trying to connect with you after that, like Facebook, <laughs> tried to, you know, stay in a relationship with me, then then you start to. You know, I give people, depending on the situation, if they're being very stalkerish, I give them one time and then I'm done. I don't reply and I let them know that my lack of reply and their insisting upon coming at me and messaging me is very stalkerish and it's making me uncomfortable. I say everything out loud. Like, if you don't want me to call 911, you might want to leave me to hell alone. If it got to that point, I just say that. But right out the gate, you know, I'm polite. I say, hey, uh, whatever the reason, X, Y, and Z, I don't think that, you know, we're a match or I don't want to pursue getting to know you any further and seeing if we're a match. It's just where I'm at, da, 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 da. There is nothing wrong with honesty and you can sweeten you can sweeten the blow of honesty. You don't just have to be blah. You don't have to just throw up any old words out of your mouth and crush that person's whole spirit. That's not the that's not what I'm su suggesting at all. But I think it crushes a person's, uh, I guess, mental a little bit as well if they don't have closure. If you just disappear and now they're wandering around in their mind trying to figure it out. That's that's not very human of you if you're a person that's out there ghosting or catfishing like just be yourself and be real and be but be real with some empathy of the other person like you ain't all of that either I, who do you think you are that person might be thinking you're whack but for whatever reason you know whack as far as appearance but maybe they really enjoyed your personality and they they are not um as shallow with their you know what 
I keep saying shallow. I don't necessarily, let me change my tone on calling it shallow because I do think it's fair. You're attracted to what you're attracted to, right? I don't think it's shallow to go, uh, it's shallow in a sense, but maybe I need to find a new word. And right now off the top of my head, I don't know what that word is, but it, it is definitely fair to say, hey, I'm attracted to what I'm, whatever I'm attracted to. I'm not going to force myself to be physically attracted to someone that I'm not. So if for whatever reason, it, it may be the height thing. I, I'm just like a, if you're a person that's just not attracted to someone of a particular height, then you can't force that. You know, that wasn't me. You know, I've dated men that was shorter than me and I'm like five, eight ish something like that I think I've shrunk I'm probably five seven now but I was like five eight five nine ish now I think I'm like five seven ish because I don't know I just shrunk incredibly <laughs> incredible shrinking adult here uh anyway I just don't think that it's necessarily shallow but at the same time it's shallow but it's not shallow it's preference and preference is fine like for me, I, I like a man, um, like I said, I've dated all different heights and I like a confident man. You could be confident at five, seven, and you could be confident at six, 10. And I've been there, done that with that height up to that height and everything in between. And, you know, that sounded like I've been around the world and I, 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 and yes, I have, I've had a lot of experience in my life as a woman in dealing with and dating men. And I, I've only had a few solid relationships, but I have dated. I have, you know, spun around in the dating pool. I just never did it online. I never got comfortable with that. Uh, big ups to people who are into that. Maybe I should try it. That's the one thing I haven't tried and I'm still single. So <laughs> maybe it's my bad. <laughs> and maybe I'm shallow as hell because I don't care about your height. But if your lips are too small, <laughs> I'm like, I need some juicy lips. You see my lips? My lips are huge. <laughs> well, they're not huge. They're like, I guess, medium big. So I, I like a I like a good juicy lip. You know what I'm saying? As far as physicality go. Now, you can't have juicy lips, but be Ike Turner. Like, I ain't going to take a punch in the face because <laughs> you cute. Like, I'm not, like, that's, that, now that's shallow. That's shallow and it's stupid. <laughs> so it's not that. Uh, but getting back to the point, whatever the reason is, maybe it's not something physical. Maybe it's something um, you discovered on the first date. Like, one of my dear deal breakers for dating like immediately I don't care if you're as gorgeous as I want you to be physically and as amazing as I need you to be emotionally and mentally and and as as solid in your life and career and all of that if you want children I'm not having a second date with you I'm fine I'll probably find that out if if it's an online dating thing I we would never make a first date why because I'm not planning on having any more children. I have a daughter. Um, she's 21. And I would prefer to be in a relationship with a man that already has children, preferably around the same age as my daughter. And let's have a, a, a blended adult family. So, like, even if this man has, like, young kids, 
Like, let's say it's like, oh, no, I don't need to have more kids. I, I already have children. And I'm like, that's great. And then the next question is, how old are your kids? And he says, oh, my 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 son is 12 and my my daughter is eight. I'm like, <clears throat> check, please, because <laughs> I'm not having your babies and I'm not raising your babies either. I want you to come already packaged with children preferably adult children like my adult child and let's blend from there now I will also because I have a girl I have a, a, a daughter so I would love this man or future man of mine to have a son I don't care if he has daughters you have daughters but I would love for him to have a son one because I don't have a son and that would be great and two I believe all men want to have a son you know that whole legacy carrying my name on thing I, I think that's in every man so if a man has like six daughters and they're all from the age of 20 to 25 uh twins and all of that but no sons I'll be skeptical that he doesn't want more children because I feel like all men want to have a son I'll be skeptical but that's not a deal breaker you feel me so I'm not unreasonable a deal breaker is um, I want more children and I want you to have my baby if we get married. Nope. Um, and <laughs> the other deal breaker is, no, I don't need more children. I have children, uh, but the, the baby is six months old. Bye. Deuces. I'll be right back. It is time to ask Coach Vaughn. So today's uh, segment of Ask Coach Vaughn is kind of serious. Someone reached out to me and they said, hey, coach, I've been in a very dark place. I feel very lonely. I had a recent breakup and I'm all isolated and alone. And I've been thinking that I no longer want to be here in this world. What should I do? First of all, the first thing you should not do is contact me. I am not, and I repeat, I am not a licensed therapist or equipped to handle suicidal thoughts or, or any type of tendencies where you want to harm yourself. I know there are, are people that are cutters and they, they, when they have episodes, they harm themselves physically, even if they're not trying to kill themselves. I'm certainly not equipped to handle anything of that level. Um, I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not uh, any, I'm not a life coach. I am literally, like I say on the podcast, just a friend in your head. A lot of the times when I'm doing these podcasts, I am also working these things out or further working some of these things out in my head and I'm sharing them with my listening audience and I, I really love that you guys feel very close and connected to me. However, if you feel like you're having these very dark, dark moments to where you honestly feel like you don't want to be here anymore, and that sounds to me like suicidal thoughts, we've all, I can't say we've all been there. I feel like a, a lot of people have had those moments where you question yourself and you're, you're asking yourself, why am I here? 
and what is my value and and if if I kill myself right now will anyone even know how long will it take before someone even notices that I'm gone I've I felt those dark moments before and I've had to climb out of those dark shadows in my mind but by no means am I able to um first of all I've never actually felt like I was going to kill myself to the point where I need to go get help I need to um, have medication there there may be something off there I think you know my experience is what dark thoughts are are controllable and then you know you get in and out of those thoughts with you know positive thoughts and you you remind yourself of of what your value is whether you're alone or not whether you went through a breakup or not you you remind yourself of your value because God placed you here on earth and gave you value no one no man or woman on this earth determines your value it's within it's within you and it's within God so I think people who I think a lot of us have those dark, dark moments of why why should I even be here? I, I don't even want to be alive anymore. I think a lot of us have experienced those moments, but the actual snap of doing it or feeling like, yeah, I'm going to do this, I have not experienced that at all. And I'm not licensed or experienced in any way to handle something like that. So I will have to refer you to dialing the, you know, finding the, there are suicide hotlines, there are websites available. Even now, because of the whole coronavirus situation, they, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they have, they have apps now for therapists and some of them, some things out there are free, some things you have to pay for. A lot of people don't have insurance anymore. There is a lot going on and mental health is very, 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 very serious. And I don't take it lightly at all. So again, as your friend in your head, thank you for reaching out to me and giving me the opportunity to direct you where you should actually go. There is a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and the number is 800-273-8255. Again, that's 800-273-8255. Um, I just Googled it, and I found the number. I am not personally, um, this is not an ad. I'm not personally associated with this hotline or this prevention number of suicide at all, but that is that is actually the best that I can do in terms of this. If you guys are feeling in any way that you cannot handle life anymore, I love you and I want you to be better. And it, all I can do is say everything that I just said and remind you that you need professional help if you really think you have snapped beyond the place of just having those random what the fuck is life for thoughts like a lot of us have if you're past that point and you're really ready to tap out I, I I really hope and pray that you reach out and get professional help and stay with us because you do have value you absolutely have value don't take that away from yourself and damn sure don't 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 decrease your value when you go through a, a breakup, 
Your value is not in another person. Whether that person passes away or just leaves you and you're going through a divorce or just a regular basic ass breakup, your value is in you and you will you will attract the right person into your life. This is your life, not anyone else's. So make sure make sure you keep yourself strong and healthy. And again, I'll give that number again, 800 800- Two seven three eight two five five. Hey, welcome back to the Friend in Your Head podcast. Uh, yeah, let me reiterate to y'all: do not, I repeat, do not reach out to me if the the other friends lurking in your head, the enemies in your head. Are, are getting loud and strong and bold and really trying to tip you over the edge. I am not the one uh, that can help you with that. I do have an empathetic ear and I do love you and I want you to be better, but I'm only going to be able to direct you to a professional because it's really real out here in these streets. Okay. It's very, very real mental health. I, oh man, it's so hard for everyone right now. And like I have said on past episodes, I'm really trying my best to take the half glass full approach and just really concentrate and focus with a narrow, narrow vision of the good things that are happening. And sometimes you think it's nothing, but if you have breath in your body, right, if you, if you still have the ability, if your mind is, is well enough to, look for a new job if you lost your job that's a blessing within itself I mean you really for me I try to hold on to any any little thing because that's just I've been through so much in life I would have been tapped out you know what I'm saying I would have tapped out a long time ago if I wasn't you know, in, in, in my thoughts and prayers, really just holding on and, and to what they say in the, you know, the Bible says the faith of a mustard seed. And actually today I was listening, those who listen to my podcast, you may be familiar. I, I'm an e-member of uh, the Potter's house. I love TD Jakes, Bishop TD Jakes and his daughter, Sarah Jakes, is also a preacher and she spoke today and when I tell you today meaning Sunday I'm recording this on Sunday so I'll either put this up late Sunday night or early Monday morning I'm back on track of course I I tried to do that one podcast the day after the debates and then it threw off the rhythm of the post um, of the episodes but we're back on track every late Sunday night early Sunday, uh, Monday morning, or sometime Monday. Stop pressuring me, y'all. See, the voices in my head are pressuring the hell out of me just about (laughs) being consistent. And that's one thing that's very important. It's important to me. uh, It's important for you guys and listening to this podcast that I'm consistent, right? So anyway, get the dark voices of inconsistency out of your head and think about all the times that you were consistent yes queen you doing it you doing it they love you that's why they're listening you see how I'm talking to myself in my head and I feel like I I feel like you know my my life as a comedian and a podcaster and all these things that I'm doing I feel like they serve an overall purpose you know I like to make people laugh but I also like to make people feel like 
they can relate to what I'm saying so they don't feel alone because feeling alone is it's the worst feeling ever but you that's those are the moments where you really have to dig in and look really really deep within yourself and remind yourself that you know alone today together tomorrow nothing nothing in life stays bad forever nothing stays good forever life generally happens somewhere in the middle that's where the truth lies like if you ever hear two people talking and one person is telling their side the other person is telling their side and you're listening like it sounds like what really happened is a little bit of both of those stories that's because it is it the the truth lies in the middle so anyway I'm not necessarily the one to reach out for super dark moments that that require professional help and medicine. But I I have been through the ringer of life thus far where I have had to pull myself from under the blanket of some very dark moments and some very dark thoughts. So I certainly understand why you um, would want to reach out to me. And I hope that my voice on this podcast is helping anyone that's feeling like they have no way out but you do you do and I don't know if it's uh 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 uh, the work within that I do or if it's also something that needs medication and professional help I don't know I am not here to diagnose anybody but anyway getting back to Sarah Jakes she spoke today and I stream church online on Sundays and usually it's Bishop T.D. Jakes, but when he has guests, I listen to the guests. A lot of people tune out when it's it's not the, if you ever go to church and they're, they're like, we got a guest preacher today and everybody's like, oh, damn. <laughs> well, Bishop T.D. Jakes is very thorough. Every time he has a guest preacher or a guest speaker there, they're they're really on point and very intelligent and have a way about them as well. So I, I never, I'm not one to tune out just cause it's not him. Although he is my absolute favorite. Uh, but his daughter, Sarah Jakes is phenomenal. And when I tell you, I went to the women that art loose conference years ago when she was just starting and she is light years away. Like I remember when I first heard her speak, I was like, Lord child, it's good. That's your daddy. Can you please sit down? And <laughs> um, you got a long way to go. But when I see her now, and that was only a few years ago, when I see her now, when I tell you phenomenal, your girl will drop a word and just nuggets all through her, her sermon and just so concise and on point. And yes, child, I was like, oh, anyway, I brought her up to say the whole she spoke. Um, she mentioned faith of a mustard seed today. And she was talking about um, she was talking about the power and in, in, that you have in you. Right. Power deficiency. When you lose your power, or you think you lost your power. So she was preaching in that direction. And just now when I was talking, I remembered one of the things that she said, which was she looked up the word have because she said when she was reading faith of a mustard seed have in that sentence kept jumping out and she looked it up and it it derives from the Greek word. blah blah. blah. I don't know. You, you could look her sermon up and, and listen to it for yourself. But essentially what she was saying is have um basically means hold on so she replaced it and the sentence was like faith uh if you have faith of a mustard seed she replaced it and said if you hold on right you you get where i'm going with that so 
holding on to your faith, holding on to good things, holding on to positive thoughts is what I try to do. And I surround myself. I listen to, like I said, positive speakers like Bishop Jakes and, and, and Reverend. I don't know if she's Reverend or preacher. I, I'm not sure her preferred title, but uh, Sarah Jakes. And I listen to positive audio books and I just surround myself with things that will combat those negative thoughts. And let me tell you, sometimes I don't win. Sometimes I don't win, not to the extent of I'm going to jump out the window, but sometimes I don't win in the battle of my positive thoughts, usually once a month for a five to 10 day period around PMS time <laughs> when I'm basically scooping Nutella out of the jar with a spoon, like seriously, and eat the whole jar. That's that's a form of suicide via food. Like I really, really have to talk to myself about letting Nutella go. But <laughs> overall, we all have trouble. And one of the things that I found, uh, I found an article about letting go. Because it, in, in my moments of my dark thoughts, a lot of times I'm realizing I'm dwelling on things that I haven't let go of. And then I I was doing some research and trying to find like tips on letting how to let go of things in the past. And again, I I probably uh, shouldn't just be Googling. I should be sitting down with a therapist and I encourage everybody to seek counseling and therapy. But I found this article and I thought it was really good and it had like a bunch of tips on how to let things go that are in your past because if you're dwelling in your past you certainly are not going to be able to appreciate the moment you're in you are in and you're not really going to be set you're going to set yourself up for your future that well because you'll always sit in the past like I used to have this um I I have a lot of bits about getting older and my age and stuff like that and when I explore certain things that I, I think are funny, you know, I, do, I think I think really deep, you know, I think about all these different things and all of that stuff doesn't end up on stage, which is probably why I do this podcast, <laughs> because I got to put it out there somewhere. But um, no, but I remember when I was really thinking about all the, you know, the funny stuff that I was doing about getting older. I'm like, what what is it about getting older that I'm that's bothering me or that I don't like and in those deeper thoughts I really thought about how every year I would say since I turned I I guess 30 when I turned 30 I was like oh my god I'm not in my 20s anymore and then when I turned 35 I was like oh my god I'm I'm getting close to 40 and then when I turned 40, I was like, I'll take 35. Hell, when I was 35, I would have took 25. And then the older you get, if you're not living in appreciating the moment, you don't realize like 10 years from 40 is coming. And then you spent all the time in your 40s going, oh, my God, I'm almost 50. I can't believe it. And then you turn 50 and 55 and you're like, I'll take 40. And then you turn 60 with that. If you keep that same mentality, you'll go, oh, I'll take 50. 
and so on and so forth. And then you you get to the latter years of your, your golden years and you realize that every freaking age you've ever been, you tried to live in the past. So how do you let that go? How do you just accept where you are, feel proud of where you've come from and that you lived for the amount of time that you have? And I know I have a wide range of listeners from tw- the early 20s all the way through to 65 is my demographics. So I'm speaking to everybody, actually, because we never seem to really find that that way within our minds and our hearts to appreciate the moment. So we can't keep looking back. And if we're going to look back, like this is the new commitment I tried to give myself. If you're going to look back, stop looking back at whatever uh, moments of regrets that you may have had. Look back at the things that got you where you are. And if you found yourself dwelling in regret of some sort, like, oh, if I would have did this, X, Y, and Z when I was 20, instead of doing it when I'm 30, I would have had more energy because you get older, you lose your energy. Stop. You are doing it and you're doing it smarter. You're doing it smarter because, you know, there's, there's nothing that can replace experience, not school, not nothing. Experience is the best teacher. Life is the best teacher. So if you're doing something at 35 that you wanted to start, like you should have been doing or in your mind, you said you should have been doing at 25, let that go. But anyway, getting back to the article, I'm not going to read the whole thing. You guys could find it. It's it's on healthline.com. Uh, That's why I found it. And it's these, how many tips? It looks like it's about um, 12 12 tips and the 12th tip is seek professional help (laughs) surprise surprise but I I found these tips very helpful like and you you have to do the work that's the other thing life isn't just going to magically be okay you're not going to just magically be okay you have to have an intent to want to be okay right so part of doing that is listening Surrounding yourself, like I said earlier, with positive things and replacing those negative dark thoughts with positive thoughts like, oh, I have no value. I have no friends. And then then you're like, wait a minute. I just got off the phone with uh, Sally Sue. Sally's my friend. Sally likes me. But you're too busy thinking that you have no value and you're not you don't have friends because uh Peter or Paul didn't call you or you're not in the in crowd, but Timothy likes you. But what? Timothy isn't cool enough for you. How do you think that makes Timothy feel? He should ghost your ass. No, I'm just playing. No ghosting. We already went through that in the first segment. That's enough. But but before I, you know, run through these little tips for you guys really quick and what jumped out and stood out to me. Let me just say uh, that's part of not ghosting and giving people some type of empathetic closure if you no longer want to be uh, dating them in a relationship with them, associated with them as a friend, whatever. Giving them some type of closure helps their mental state. And we all, we all are going through it. Don't let Instagram fool you. Uh, Everybody's not posting their dark moments, right? There's times where... You know, I'm posting something on Instagram 
and I'm like, hey, new podcast up and I'm, you know, doing whatever. It's a picture of me like, I don't know, sitting in the park. I'm laying in the bed crying. <laughs> I'm not always posting in real time and I'm not posting my tears you know, that's some things are private. So never assume someone is OK. Oh, I don't have to check on such and such. She's fine. How do you know? Well, look at her Instagram. Eh, wrong. But anyway, getting back to my point of the ghosting thing. When you when you don't give someone closure and you leave them confused, that's a really shitty thing to do to their mind, their emotional state their their, And it's it, it just be a good person right? Give them information. And then if they can't let go of it, then your hands are clean. You did your part. Do your due diligence for your fellow human beings, whether you like them or not. You don't have to like someone to be human. And let me tell you something. Don't forget, karma is floating around this world looking for its next victim. Is it going to be you? Anyway, so here are a few of the things that um, popped out. Well, number one is create a positive mantra to counter the painful thoughts. I already said that. That's something I already do. That's not something that um, was new to me in this um, in this article. Create physical distance. I'm really just learning how to do that. So that was something that I didn't realize fully even though I'm an empath and I absorb just about everybody's energy that is around me, I have to remind myself that keeping myself in good company is important. And don't, I don't care how cool whatever clique or, or whatever people are around. If for whatever reason you feel shitty when you're with them, but it's cool to be with them, stop being with them. Create some physical distance between Things that make you feel shitty and, and things that don't. All right. Um, so whatever person or situation deuces. All right. Deuces that up. You will find and attract better people. Um, do your own work. I know that, you know, that's not something that really jumped out as something that, you know, focusing on your own work and your own um, improving yourself, whether it's in your craft and your career or your physical health and, and body or your mind. Yeah. Uh, practice mindfulness. Bring yourself to the present moment. That jumped out for me. Um, another thing that I'm I'm recently doing my best to get better at. Be gentle with yourself. That's one that I already know, but it's also one that I have the most trouble with because like a lot of you may relate to, boy, do I beat myself up. I'm so hard on myself when I make a mistake or if something goes wrong, even if it's someone else's fault, I tend to blame myself first. So be gentle with yourself. That that jumped out. Um Allow number six is allow the negative emotions to flow. Don't deny your feelings. That's a big one. That's huge. Uh, don't don't dwell in it. Don't stay in it. But definitely don't deny it because it ain't going nowhere. It's you. You could push it down as far as you want into your gut. It's gonna it's gonna surface again at some point. So you have to you have to deal with things, um, and and accept that your feelings are valid and they're okay. Staying in that darkness and that sadness is not okay. So, but you're not going to get out of it by denying it and acting like it's not there. Um, 
Number seven, which kind of goes with the whole theme of this podcast today, (laughs) except that the other person may not apologize and or give you closure and or might just straight up fucking ghost you. Um, That's not the that's not their words. That's mine. (laughs) They just said, except that the other person may not apologize. I added all the other stuff because of what we're talking about. Now, there's going to be situations, like I said, I encourage everybody um, be the man in the mirror and don't be a ghoster. And and if you did do something wrong, let your ego go and just apologize and say, hey, I was wrong. I did that. And I'm sorry that I hurt you. That's that's for you and them. Try try that. It, it's very helpful on both ends. So but if that person does not do it, you really, really, really just have to accept that everybody ain't raised by your your good mama or your good grandmama or your good papa or grandfather or whomever, auntie, whatever, whoever raised you. The wolves, I don't know. Uh, no, they were raised by the wolves. <laughs> uh, anyway, number eight, uh, engage in self-care. That's really big. That's really, really big. And it's something I started to learn later in life that the meaning of loving yourself. And again, I'm just reading the 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 titles. Uh, I'm not reading um, what they're saying. You guys go to the website and you read it yourself. I'm just interpreting my thoughts and feelings based on their um their titles and subtitles and stuff. So this number eight is engage in self-care. And it took me so many years. What jumps out in my mind when I read that is how long it took me to understand what it meant to love yourself. It took me so long to realize what loving yourself meant. And loving yourself doesn't mean you don't love others or you're selfish and you don't uh, do things for others. And, and, and putting your first self Putting yourself first doesn't mean that you dog someone and you're, I've got a capitalist mentality and I'm just going to climb my way to the top by being a shitty person. No, that's not what it means. And it took me a long time to realize that love, loving yourself is simply taking care of yourself and putting yourself first. Meaning if something or someone is hurting you, removing yourself from it eating right, exercising, that is a form of loving yourself. Because if you're eating right, and you're exercising, you're not going to feel weighed down, you're you can uh, prevent certain diseases and, and things from happening. And you love yourself enough to eat right. That's what I have to remind myself every month when when the dark voices take over, and I'm having PMS. And it's like, eat the Nutella, get the biggest spoon in a drawer, keep going. Nah, I know I said one scoop, eat the whole thing. Those are the moments where I have to remind myself, this is not a form of loving yourself. This is a form of hating yourself. Do you know how much sugar is going into your body right now? It's cray cray. Stop yourself. But that's all self love is. Loving yourself is just, you know, taking care of yourself and and taking taking care of yourself first. If something or someone is hurting you, you don't have to feel guilty or bad about removing that person from your life, period. Which leads to the next one, number nine, surround yourself with people who fill you up. I kind of already said that at some point. I don't remember when, but I did say um, if I don't care if whatever click uh, it might be beneficial for your career or it might be beneficial 
for your social life or your private life or your personal life, what, whoever you're around, if they may, if they don't fill you up and make you feel great, you know, give great energy and good vibes, but you're around them anyway. No, that is not self-care. That is not self-love. And it's only going to bring you down. It's going to fuck with your self-esteem and you don't need that. You got enough going on in your head. Number 10, give yourself permission to talk about it. Um, I don't know if that means I'm again, I'm not reading the whole tip thing. I'm just reading the, uh, the title, uh, you go to, uh, it's healthline.com. That's where I found it. And you read the article yourself, but giving yourself permission to talk about it, I guess that means, I guess to a therapist, to a friend, um, letting stuff out, because if you hold stuff in, eventually you might explode. That's what I take from that. Number 11, give yourself permission to forgive. Oh, that's hard. Oh, oh, that's so hard. I know. I know that's like the hardest one, especially if that person hurts you. It's so hard. But um, yeah, I have nothing <laughs> really to say about that because I'm still struggling with it. It's like the deeper the wound, the harder it is to forgive. There's some people that I forgived what they did so easily because it didn't the the cut wasn't that deep. It was like a, a a surface wound, but the the hurt in my life from people that was like deep 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 to where it's like I think I might need surgery deep. Woo, child, I I have to get back to you on that one. But I'm a work in progress, just like the rest of us. That's why I read every day. That's why I stream church online every week on Sunday and that's why I listen to positive audiobooks I'm trying to be a good damn person okay and loving myself and loving y'all too and like I said number 12 was seek professional help which we all need to do so let's just I guess what we're going to take from this is give people closure and, you know, expect that you should have closure yourself. It doesn't, it's, it's nothing wrong with asking for closure and explanation. And if you're dealing with a good person, they'll give it to you. They're not going to ghost you. Now, if you ask three, four, five, ten times as just an excuse to try to keep that person in your life and keep the conversation going, then they should cut the conversation off and end it. I've been there and, and had to do that. Don't try to use my kindness against me. Ain't no kindness is weakness over in these parts, okay? <laughs> and um, letting go is hard to do, but it helps you live in the moment and prepare for a better future. Your past is, is not your enemy. You're still here because you're strong. And I'm saying that to you, and I'm saying that to myself. I'm saying that to my daughter. I'm saying that to any and anybody that I could say that to. Your past is not your enemy, it's just not. It sets you up to be the strong person you are today. Because I know you're strong because you're still here. So keep being strong. Keep keep being my friend. Keep listening. Thank you for being my friend. Hugs, kisses, love, and stay in a light. Coach Vaughn, out. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Friend in Your Head podcast. I hope it helped you because it sure helped me. And if you need more personal one-on-one -on -one time with me, all you have to do is go to CoachVon.com and click on Ask Coach Vaughn one-on-one, and then you'll have me all to yourself. Don't forget to follow me across all social media platforms at Vaughn DiCarlo. Go to CoachVon.com for links to everything, including my stand-up comedy. Catch me in your town when you can. Until next time, see ya!